I'll be right back. Go push on. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Those seven days have almost passed. So, Bravo, you now have a website um, as adult men. This yeah. is a place of sanctuary. Called Real Parapolis. The wonder. That's right. Um, yeah, we're in we're in our thirties. There is little yeah. that needs to be said. So they will say everything. So she said, "Oh, yeah." Prepare yourselves. WFOD begins now. Welcome to this thing we call the Dub Fod. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL. Hi, friend. And guys, special guests this week. Uh, Pepper from the uh, History Buffs podcast and Jody of the Poe Boys podcast. Hello, gentlemen. I, ho- I hope you're you doing okay. Uh I'm doing fantastic now. Uh, Skype crashed, but I'm back now. You're back. <laughs> so that sounds like hey, Travis guys. issues you're having. <laughs> What's up, Travis? How you doing today, buddy? Guys, the phone number to contact the show is 636-487-HAND or WFOD show on Skype. And we have one hell of a program for you. Coming up after the break, we are going to talk to uh, Matt Zane of the uh, rock and roll band Society One. Jody, he, he, he hangs from hooks. Saw that. Uh, yeah, he, he saw the video. Ugh, geez. It, it's, I, have, uh, I have a few questions for the guy. Yeah, looking forward to that. Drunk, I really want to hear about this uh, this voyage you went on. We were expecting you back this week. Yeah. Uh, I got very few updates from you. I think you said you weren't going to go fishing, but it looks like you went fishing. I didn't go fishing. And did you catch COVID for like the fifth time? Or No, I didn't. I just was a little sicky poo and i self-quarantined myself so not get the rest of my lady's family sick so you were um, self-quarantined yeah luckily you know each room had its own bathroom and my lady was kind enough to bring me up food when it was time to eat and Luckily, it was a Sunday, so I just got to kick it and watch the race, so that was pretty cool. Um, Except for the race got rained out. No, it was the week before it was Teledega. Oh, my my so, apologies. It's all good. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Are you, you consider yourself a fisher guy? Do you fish? I have been known to fish, Jody. I would not call myself a fisherman. When's the last time you were a fisher guy? It's been, it's been a time. Do you have yeah. a pole? Uh, 
<laughs> well, you, you see somewhere. Do you have a tackle box? We we go down to the Lake of the Ozarks, and at our place at the Lake of the Ozarks, we do have community fishing. Oh, so so enough, I, I, yeah, I mean, okay. like if you said, "Hey, you want to go fishing tomorrow somewhere locally?" I don't. Yeah, but, but if, we, if we were at the lake, yeah, I do. Got yeah. all. Mike, are you, are you a live bait guy, an artificial guy? Uh, I I see the artificial bait. I don't know if I like just bought the cheap stuff and it didn't work. So I always used real worms. Uh, yeah, no, that's like that's that's like a skill for sure. Yeah, see, I was gonna say Pepper's probably a pro, and that's why I didn't ask him first because just because he asked, do you use live bait or do you use plastic lures? Like that means he's probably an angler or some shit. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta wiggle it around to make it look real, Jody. You gotta wiggle yeah. it yeah. around and trick the fish. I think, a lot. I think that would be more fun just to shoot a fucking arrow. That's oh. probably just as hard, but I would okay. feel more manly like on a boat shooting yeah, that's, fucking that's gars like in the face or something. Carp fishing, but carp are nasty creatures. So Yeah, I went bow fishing one night. So I went on a boat that was decked out as like a flat top boat. You just cruise across the top and there's all these like LED light arrays that light up the water and everything. What um, bow bow fishing held, like you you shoot fish with a bow and arrow guys yeah and there's a line yes, on yeah. the end of the arrow and then there's a reel on your bow you just mm -hmm. shoot down into the water and hope to hit something yeah well that's that's well, the hard part no this is stupid this isn't a water thing. you guys made this yeah, up no 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 nope. Mike you have to you can see the fish there's a lot of fish that like to hang out on on the top of the water like there's not uh, good ones to eat but uh -huh. well no gar gar are very good shut up. Okay. Oh my god. All right. So, anyways, gar good if you're from down south, I guess. Yeah, I'm from down south. Guys, gar tastes like shit. I'm not. No, I'm not getting into the fucking gar tastes like shit conversation. It's stupid. It's been de debunked. Whatever. But I, I held a bow for all of maybe two minutes this entire trip. We were probably out on the water for four hours. Like, really, all it is is a guy, like a bunch of guys hanging out drinking beer. Um, at least with the group that I was in, I assume maybe groups vary maybe they're groups that are more fishing than drinking but uh i really like being out on a boat that's lit up and just drinking beer all night that that was fantastic sure yeah so it's a night the the bow thing is a night thing not necessarily you can do it, during yeah, the day. do it either but like the most of the fish that float up at top they're nocturnal i think you so, know yeah, to yeah. be honest i don't think i've ever seen anybody do it during the day do they do it during you, the day you do it in the morning it's, and you gotta like chum the waters that way they come to the top. Yeah, that's the trick, Mike, is they got to be up to the top. And I don't think you can, like, throw a handful of dog food, unless it's your pond. I don't think you can just, like, bait them so much as you got to, like, throw shit out there and then wait a yeah. while. The same way you can't eat, you can't shoot deer on a corn pile in most states. Yeah. Right. We're learning a lot. I suck at fishing. I hate it. Jody, so. there was one time that down at Lost Valley Lake Resort, uh, I saw a man. In, in Gerald, Gerald, Missouri. With a, with a package of hot dogs. And, and he had no hooks. He just had a package of hot dogs. And he would stick a hot dog into the water. And a fish would try to bite the hot dog. And he'd just whoop. He, he'd whip up the hot dog. And the fucking fish would flip right out of the water. He caught it in his hand and put it in a, in a cooler. It, 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 was, it was amazing. It was the most amazing thing I ever fucking saw. He so had, he's just at the edge of the lake, just Charlie Brown and these fucking fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he, just, he just, gotcha. it, like, uh, you, you know, the, the, the guys that do the noodling with their fingers? Uh -huh. yeah. It was like that, but with hot dogs. It was itty bitty bluegills. I don't know what they were. They, they weren't big or, fish, yeah, but he was catching a lot of them. I mean, I, I, 
I rented a paddle boat and just, you know, tootled around on the paddle boat. I wasn't doing anything manly like that. But this fucking guy, he was worth the price of admission by himself. Like, I was just sitting on the dock waiting for, uh, you know, the man to bring my paddle boat around. And I was like, this guy's amazing. I would watch a TV show of this guy all the time. Yeah, that that uh, like I'm a pretty seasoned angler. I would say, and I'm very impressed by that. That, that sounds like grade A entertainment. <laughs> so, so anyway, I caught a red snapper. Okay. It's 25 Ooh. pounds. It's a big fish. It was huge. Real big fish. Ah! And I had to throw that motherfucker back into the ocean. Why? Because it was too big? Oh, no, it it's not in season until June 17th. Oh, oh God, that sucks. You just kissed him on his mouth and said bye-bye, fish. I did. <laughs> And so we went to the fish market afterwards, $30 a pound for Red Snapper. I just fucking put a $600 fish back in the ocean. Yep. That's hilarious. So fucking mad. Guys, I bet when you tuned into the dub pod this week, you didn't think we were going to do 15 minutes on uh, on fishing. But but that's why the show's good. You never know what you're going to expect. Right. I think you my never... biggest complaint about fishing is the occupational hazards like getting hooks stuck in your goddamn hand. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I got my eyebrow pierced as a six-year-old with a fucking treble hook from a rooster tail. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. That right yeah. there. Fishing injuries are not mundane at no, all. Like gnarly, fishery, fishing injuries are always a fucking problem. Guys, yeah, coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Matt Zane from uh, Society One, and he has a whole bunch of uh, hooks in his back. Speaking about getting hooked, <laughs> he he hangs and from. That's what Mike's a goddamn professional. You, you watch these videos; they're they're crazy. I mean, you caught one fish. That's how many Guy Fieri restaurants did you go to? One. Just one? Just one. So you caught one fish and one stomach bug. Yep. That and sucks. I mean, did you go to Disney World? Nope, because that's not in Destin. What did oh, you-, you went to Destin? I went to Destin. Did you go Destin. to the Joe's Crab Shack? No, so I was supposed to go to the Keys, but that got cut off because of a family incident that I'd prefer to not talk about. Oh, um, but it's okay. Destin, Florida is a real shithole, man. That's not bad. Yeah. And then I, I guess, went to a strip uh, club there one time, and right before we went to the strip club, we all went swimming in the in the ocean, and we got caught by a riptide and almost died. And <laughs> I was the only one who didn't have a change of clothes, so I walked into a strip club like soaking ass wet. And I don't know if you know this, but they keep strip clubs pretty goddamn cold. And I was just hanging out cold as shit, didn't have any money. And my friend bought me a lap dance and I was in the room with the lady. I was like literally shivering and she was just like hugging me, trying to get me warm because I was so cold. <laughs> and it, that was real sad. And then we went back to the hotel room and they got a, it was me and my two friends. They got a, a two bed room. And so I ended up sleeping on the floor. Please, please and, rub up against me, not for sexual reasons, but just for yeah, body warmth. I need your warmth. <laughs> Yeah, this is a very sad night. And so I, I laid on the floor and went to sleep on my floor, and I used my buddy's book bag as a pillow that night. We got up in the morning, and he was like, holy shit, do you, did you use that bag as a pillow? And I was like, yeah. Oh and then he God. was like, oh, my God. And then he goes in, unzips it, and pulls out a fucking 9-11, like a, a pistol. He was like, that was loaded, and it doesn't have a safety. That was pointed at your head all goddamn night. And I was like, fuck, I want to go back home. <laughs> Yeah, that took a left because I thought he was going to say like he fell asleep with his face on the mesh bag and woke up and like his face looked like chain link. I didn't no, expect it. No, Jody, when, when you think that you've gotten to the bad part, <laughs> it, it gets worse. It gets worse. Pepper knows how to put an exclamation point on a story, you know? Right. Almost died in the in the riptide. 
Yeah. Almost died while sleeping because he was sleeping on a gun. Yeah. Uh, and that was a story about a strip club. So you, you, you also hypothermia diagonal towards the shore, yeah. parallel to the shore. Well, that okay. So the guy, the things. two guys I, were, I was with was uh, Army Rangers, like active duty Army Rangers. And I guess that's something that they talked about in Ranger School. So as we were swimming back, we were swimming like perpendicular to the shore, and we were looking at a pier that was off to our left. And you could tell that we were still drifting back, even though we were swimming hard as shit. Right. And I don't know which one it was. One of them turned back and said, swim diagonal. And we're like, okay, fuck it. We've been swimming for five minutes. Nothing's worked. So we started swimming diagonal. And it took us probably about another five, maybe ten minutes to get back to shore. That was fucking terrifying. Yeah, the ocean's scary, dude. And it was at night, by the way. This is at like 10 o'clock at night. We got to the strip club at like midnight. No lifeguard on duty then, I would imagine. Nope. No, they don't have lifeguards at the fucking ocean, dude. Yeah, they don't. Do. Some yeah, they of them do. do. Sure, they do. Maybe they do on like Destin and places. Yeah, the nice like rich white people beaches. They do. there you go. Baywatch yeah. is at the beach. I'm just yeah. going to the regular yeah. beach, and it's like it says swim at your own risk. There's big fucking signs <laughs> all around. Yeah. If you go to the Mississippi Dirt Beach, what does the regular like, beach mean, Jody? The regular beach, not, as opposed to the beach that Pepper was at. He's talking about like Galveston. I'm talk, no, I'm talking about like not behind a hotel or a condo. Like you, you go to like a parking lot and then you walk to and beach access. You walk There's past like, heroin addicts at like a lake yeah. in a state park. <laughs> yeah, like a state park. There you go. Perfect. Jetty Jetty Beach or some shit. We went. Oh, to. I thought you said uh, skate park. That would be sick. A skate park on the beach. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, state parks don't hire lifeguards. They don't. Yeah. No. What? I They're guess like five dollars. You just, you just the whole die there. You can't for like another two dollars, man. They don't really care oh. about anything there. No, yeah, state parks are awesome. You can camp there for pennies on the dollar. Oh. They're great when you're kids. I don't sleep on the ground anymore. I'm a fucking grown ass man. I'm done with it. Pepper, put hey his Mike, hand do, up. do we have an update on your couch situation? I kind of heard whisperings of an update. Okay. Oh, shit. So, if people are just tuning in. I had the warranty on the couch. Dog bit a hole in the couch. Tried to get the couch fixed. Guy came out to fix the couch. Can I ask you a question? On the warranty. Which and dog? It was zero. He's a fucking dick. Of co- and of course. Uh, dick. And uh, so the guy said, oh, well, we don't make the color of couch anymore. So they gave me a credit for uh, essentially like half the couch. Uh, so we went and picked out a new couch because, I mean, you know, hey, we got a deal for half off a couch. We might as well get a new couch. And uh, we ordered it in January and they keep pushing it back. Uh, now it's scheduled the first week of July. Oh, my um, God. They, they, yeah, No, like every week they're like, hey, uh, we're pushing it back another week. And uh, I, I think it was originally supposed to come uh, like the first week of March. But they keep pushing it back. And eventually I called the 1-800 number. I said, hey, well, what's going on with the goddamn couch? Why do you guys keep moving it back? And she goes, well, we have half of it. Uh, but the other half is like <laughs> is like on a shipping crate that we can't get they're like, to. They're like, no, Mike, we have the part that you paid for. Yeah. We're uh, just waiting. <laughs> we'll wait for the free. Well, if you want to go yeah. to San Francisco and unload all those boats. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I might eventually get my couch, but uh, it's it's not looking great. I mean, we have a couch. It's fine. It's not like we're sitting on the floor because uh, that's part of the deal is they're going to take our old couch uh, because they want it back because. Yeah, like a deposit. Yeah. 
So we'll just sit on this couch. I mean, it has one little hole in it. It's fine. Uh, but they couldn't do anything about the warranty, so they gave us credit. So, wow, um, that, that's the couch out up, update. It's not, it's not great. I was curious. So I'm glad we we got into it. I don't know if anybody else was, but you right. know that that wet my whistle for couch talk. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, drunk? You got any new couches lately? Nope. I'm in an apartment. I'm oh poor guy. Yeah, I used to be couch guy. I figured. So I, used I, was I, many, I used to have as many couches that I did dressers. Wow, that's crazy. One couch. It's like a one of those U-shaped guys. What do they call it? A sectional. A sectional. Uh, oh, se- that, see, that's what I got, dude. That, that's the way to go. Yeah. yeah, I call it a sex a sectional because I have sex on it. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty. It's pretty good, Pepper. It's pretty good. <laughs> guys, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Matt Zane, the frontman of the band uh, Society One. They have a new album out now. It's called a uh, Black Level Six. Looking forward to talking to him. Stick around. We'll be right back. One of the things I've found out as the President of the United States, I get to spend a lot of that money. I get to decide. We're no, I'm not joking. And we're going to completely, but before we're going to start the process, where every vehicle in the United States military, every vehicle is going to be climate friendly. Every nationwide, you may have noticed we've added the words for humans to our menu boards. While you may think that's self-explanatory, we just figured due to recent events, better safe than sorry. And while our large pumpkin spice lattes may hit the spot for your morning commute, if you happen to be ordering for a horse, he or she may want more. Or maybe don't give them coffee at all, because our products are intended for humans humans that run on Duncan. Ever been using your phone's GPS and thought to yourself, this bitch don't know me? Who gives her the right to tell me where to go? Maybe it's time you get the directions from a friend. In half a mile, keep right. Go to WFODicks.com and look for ways under the extras tab. In 0.1 miles, turn 
left. And then... Turn right. Mike is the driving companion you've always wanted. Get him today. Turn left. Once again. WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. back our guest tonight is the frontman of the metal band society one their new album is called black level six and it's available now for more information and tour dates society one band.com guys matt zane is on the program matt how's it going man good good thanks for having me guys appreciate it uh, no no problem matt I imagine you probably want to talk about the new album and, and all that. I, w- I want to talk about you hanging from the hooks, man. So does everybody that wants to talk about it for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> See, Matt, I grew up with people who hang from hooks, so this isn't, like, weird to me. And it, I kind of forgot that that's not, like, normal, I guess. So, like, when Mike was just like, yeah, we'll talk about the hooks, he's like, I mean, they just, it's just people like to hang from hooks. I don't know what's bizarre about that. Yeah, I mean, but when you're talking about when you grew up with people like that, I mean, what year are you talking about? Well, that's a good point. That was uh, 2009 to probably exactly. 2012. So back when I started doing it originally in 2002, there was only two other people on all the public forum that had actually done it. I was the first rock guy to ever sing and suspend in the history of rock music. Oh, wow. I, I have the world's longest uh, suspension record in history in 2008. I played it download in front of 80,000 people. I was the first rock guy ever to sing and uh, suspend. First guy ever to do it in a music video. So when I originally came out with it, it was like a, it was something that nobody had ever seen before. The only other time that people had seen it was from a guy that I learned from named Joey Strange, who was on Ripley's Believe It or Not. But I was the guy that brought it actually into, into rock music. So it wasn't really that much of a normal thing for most people. And then it became far more uh, public, like obviously then you said you saw it a lot in 2009. You'd be surprised how many people still have never have seen it still. So when they see it, especially when I do it, because it's always in such a grandiose setting in terms of like always in front of the people or playing the guitar or breaking the world records and surrounded by thousands of people. It always seems a little more intense because they show like pictures of the crowd and people yelling or passing out or puking or (laughs) or whatever. So it's a it's a bit it's a it's a bit more shocking than, than when you see a lot of people do it these days because it is more normal. And now people are just like doing it from a tree or doing it in their garage, or, you know, yeah. like, hey, it's sick, but it's just weird, you know? I have to ask, so do you ever use that for, like, Halloween? 
I, I understand you can get paid to do it, but God damn it, if I could do that, I would hang in my front yard every trick-or-treat and just throw candy at kids. You know, it's, people always ask me when I'm going to suspend again or if I'm going to go back to it. And you brought up a really phenomenal point. I do get paid and I get paid really well to do it. But even more importantly, it's tough for me to think about it in terms of just doing it for like a gimmick in terms of Halloween. Because every time that I have suspended, it always has been for something very, very grandiose. That makes it a little more special or sacred in a sense. So it's yeah. kind of tough to like justify doing it for something as cool as it would be for Halloween. Like always when I tend to do it, it's always for something like really over the top and really, really big. So is it, is it like an ear piercing? Do you just have holes in your back no. that you make new so, holes? If, if you're really interested, you can go to my Instagram page, uh, my band Instagram page. The last like week of posts were all piercings. So prior to my suspensions, I'll show you getting my back pierced. Like they actually bring in these hooks and they put hollow ends on the end of the hooks and then they pull up the skin and then they pierce you fresh each time and go through all of the, all of the skin. And they have to make the end of the, the needles hollow because that's where they have to, they have to take out that chunk because the, the hooks are so thick that they go all the way like through, through the skin. And, um, if you go to my page right now, a lot of people have been asking that question. And so I've been posting a lot of the, the piercings. And normally uh, we do them live right before you actually get to see me hung up. The only time that we didn't get to do it exactly live, when we did download, we were backstage in our trailer and they filmed the piercing and then they ran the feed out to the crowd, out yeah. to like 40, 50, 60,000 people. And they showed them on the jumbotrons. And uh, and it was a slight delay there, but then they still got to see them. And then as soon as the video was done, and then I walked out and they strung me up and and I went up over the crowd. So, uh, but you can totally check it out. Society One Music on Instagram. You can totally see the, all the piercings. Matt, it, the the music that you're putting out now, I, I imagine you probably made it a while ago because you had to hold it off, I guess, before you could tour support it and stuff. Oh, yes. Like, do, do you feel disconnected from it because it's been sitting on the shelf so long or... I don't know if that's a weird question to ask, but no, no, it's not a weird question. And I, and I, I definitely don't because you're, you're right. We did make it in 2018. It was supposed to come out in 2019 uh, while we were touring and, and all that stuff, but it just didn't happen that way. Yeah. And it got pushed right to the beginning of 2020 and then the lockdown happened, but I don't necessarily really feel disconnected with it because it was the last album I did with my longtime partner and bass player, DB Karloff before he passed away. So this record has been more of a labor of love in terms of getting out there and, and promoting it. And uh, it's a companion. It's a soundtrack to the movie that I actually made about him that came out a couple months ago and played at the film festivals and stuff like that. So it's I've been anticipating to release this for quite some time, initially just because it was the next record that we had come out. But then after he passed during COVID lockdowns, uh, then it just became more of something to give back to his friends and his family, as well as have it to be the companion to the movie, The Altered Noise, which is available now for free to watch on YouTube. It just it took a while to get out because of everything that you said with the COVID and the lockdowns and the whole bit. And so it didn't get to come out. It didn't it didn't get to come out when it was supposed to initially. And then it didn't get to come out directly when the movie came out because we were still dealing with you know, all of the, the issues that have been happening in the music industry. Right. I, I just I wonder how this affects uh, musicians and like creative types who like have stuff on the shelf that they can't put out. Like, do you just go make more stuff? Yeah. I think a lot of people just put it out, you know, like Dave yeah. Grohl had an album that he was sitting on and he just said, he just put it out. He wasn't touring. 
I think a lot of people just said what, whatever and just put it out. There's other bands that are sitting on it, then putting it out when they can tour on it. Uh, you know, so I, I think it really depends on how big your band is and where you're at and what's going on. I think there's really, there's really, it, it kind of go, it can go anywhere. You know, like if Metallica was sitting on an album, it wouldn't matter that they could sit on it for right. three years and yeah. they're still selling the records, you know, but, but for bands of my, my stature, like, man, you don't put out an album every year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, that's it. Like people forget about you. I mean, like we were gone for almost two years because of the lockdown and man, it's been a tough time getting the phone to ring again to let people know we're alive. Getting booked. You, you got to kind of be in everybody's face. Uh, I would imagine. We had agents and, and managers and stuff like that, but it doesn't matter because they can be in people's faces and they can make the calls. But you know, if you're not around, you haven't done anything for a couple of years. I mean, like what are your ticket sales going to be worth? And that's how they judge your worth. to get put onto a package in terms of a tour. You know what I mean? So like, it's it's this gets into like some possibly boring territory when people talk about the music industry. But, you know, basically you have two ways to get on tour. Like you you buy, you pay to be on tour with bigger bands or they ask you to go on tour when you're pitched to their agent. And but you have to be worth ticket sales. Right. In order to be able to get on that record and, and justify the guarantee that you're going to be getting. So it just really depends on where you're at. Are you going to try to get on a bigger tour than you're going to be paying? And if not, you've got to be justifying the guarantee that you're going to be getting to be on that package. So I don't know. Hopefully that clears up a little bit of it. I didn't, I didn't bore anybody too much about that explanation. <laughs> it gets, oh, no. Think like, oh, you know, oh, you just go this guy calls this guy, whatever. No, it go, it's it's crazy, man. It's it, it doesn't work anything like that. I love shit like this because you're a fucking pro. You can tell. You know how everything works. It's fucking great. Well, I feel like 25 years. So I would hope that I know oh, something yeah. like you know what I mean? I'm a lot older than I look, or maybe I don't know how I look at the lights, but... No, dude, you look... I mean, dead ass. you look like 32, maybe. Oh, thanks, I'm, I'm 47. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be honest like... with you, buddy. I'm glad you stayed in shape, because especially if you're going to do the hook things, like, you probably want to stay uh, pretty light on your feet. Sure. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, like, I, I, I've been... I'm a little heavy right now, but I don't have a tour coming up until February of next year, so... But I, you're yeah. right. I always keep just... manageable, because you never know when that phone call is going to come. Right. i got to be able to drop that 10 pounds... Like whenever, whenever it, it needs to be. Well, what do you, what yeah, do you... I'm like two thirty, man. If I hook myself up like that, I'm gonna look like something out of Hellraiser. It's not gonna <laughs> work. Well, you're gonna need more hooks, I think. You, you gotta displace that weight. You gotta, uh, you add an extra ten pounds. You gotta get more hooks, Jody. I'm gonna need about seventy four hooks. <laughs> I, you could probably do it with six or eight. Who knows? Yeah. Jesus. I only use four. So when I broke the world record, I did it with four. From a, uh, uh, what did I do? I did a um, four from a suicide position for six hours. I said, if you have to pee while you're hanging up there, how does that work, oh, man? Oh, great, great question. <laughs> and I did. So they had to put curtains up, and I peed bottles. Oh. And then, and then they take the bottle away, and they take the curtain down. Because I was doing it in front of thousands of people. Nice. Sure. Huh. Yeah. I would have told him to swing me and just let it go, man. That, yeah, that's not everybody. something that I thought would be an issue. I thought you just did it like a race car driver, just like pissed yourself and like, who cares? He's doing something incredible. Like, <laughs> there was, I did so many interviews in the first three hours that I was hanging, and I'm in front of all these people, and there's thousands of pictures going, and I'm hanging there for six hours, and like, I did not want to piss myself. You know what I mean? They just put the curtain up, and then you know that that was it. So yeah, that's why you're so good on this interview. You've had a lot of practice under stress. I can tell. <laughs> yeah i've been doing these for like i said 25 years i mean it's funny because a lot of times i, I get interviewed by gentlemen like yourself and they have no idea who i am or they just read the fact sheet or heard some stuff and 
then they get a little more into it and they're like, oh my God, how, how, how have you, you've really been doing this for that long? We can tell. And they're like, how do we miss you? And I go, oh, it's an alternative universe. That's the general um, compliment that I get. Like when I post uh, some stuff on t- TikTok sometimes, I'll literally sometimes get 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people like looking at a clip of me like performing or something suspended or something like that. And they'll go, what alternative universe did this happen in? <laughs> yeah. How the fuck did I not see this yet? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've done, I've done thousands and thousands and thousands of these back from when they were originally like I was on VH1 and MTV and then, you know, Rolling Stone and Spin Magazine and details all the way up to now when we do them remotely. And you're you're big into video production and stuff, too. You've done like a bunch of music videos. And and were you were you a porno man at some point? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize it. They never talk about it because culture is so PC now. But I told the publicist, Tom, I said, dude, if people want to talk about this at this point, I really don't care anymore because I'm so over the PC thing. I don't I don't think they can cancel me at this point. Um, but, yeah, I actually started in the 90s. I was an adult video director. That's how I started. Yeah. I actually directed uh, 100 videos. I was the youngest director in the world at 21 years old in history of, of adult films. And I did that up until about 1999 where I won the Best Director in the World Award. Wow doing the band and the adult videos thing simultaneously from like 96 up until like my first album in 99 um until i i dropped the adult video thing and then i went into music and that that part of my history and career was crushed because when i started doing the suspension people were just like oh my god like this guy makes marilyn manson look like like a puppy dog <laughs> and they forgot all about like the, the porn stuff uh, but yeah that's that's how it started i was in the, in the industry for seven years Starting at 21 years old, I made over 100, 100 movies. I have more disgusting and crazy, wild, insane stories from those seven years than the other 20 years of being in this band. God, that damn. God damn it, Mike. You led with the wrong thing. Hey, Jody, the guy's yeah. lived a life. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. This guy just made it to like my number one on the list of people I want to do cocaine with for eight hours just to fucking talk and pick his brain. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really funny. Like when I when I work with publicists like I was working with Tom on this one I, I send him a fact sheet and I tell him I said Tom I go man I get it dude you get all these bands that they were a garbage man and they did bands or they they worked at them this they did bands. I said please 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 make people read the fact sheet please make them read the fact sheet I'm not I don't he's a great dude he does a great job but like nobody ever reads it because nobody believes that there's ever going to be anything in that fact sheet worth reading yeah. until they read my fact sheet and then they're like and for people that don't know what a fact sheet is, it's just a basic sheet that says, oh, here's what you could talk to this 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 dude about, you know, this right? dude that you know nothing about, here's some things. And if you read my fact sheet, it's like porn, suspension, music videos with massive platinum artists, uh, photographer, uh, you know, and it just goes down the lit author and it's just, and, but nobody reads it. And then I'm in the middle of the interview uh, a lot of times I'm like, wait, hold on a second. You photograph the doors? Oh, wait, you, you perform with Dave Navarro? Oh, like you hung with hooks in front of 80,000 people? Like, oh, you make movies? Like you were in porn? You you knew Jenna Jameson and blah, 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 and this and that and whatever? I'm like, yeah. You know, and then, and then all of a sudden everybody gets all sad and like, oh, you got to come back for another interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got we to gotta read they, about you and do our homework and then interview you again. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. You know? I've been doing interviews all day today. This is my fourth one today. And the last guy... After the interview's done, I can tell he didn't he read anything. He he wrote me personally and he's like, Oh, by the way, I'm really sorry about that interview and, and I wasn't prepared. I had no oh. idea like 
who you were <laughs> and i'm like yeah well, dude, nobody great. does anymore yeah. that's like the, that's the weird <laughs> thing about making it before facebook is really big you True. know like, right you know and and it's just kind of it's kind of upsetting but you know it's really interesting because that's why something i've been trying to push a lot is i'm doing something called legacy tiktok and what i've been doing now is been going into the archives over the last 25 years i'm posting small little video clips as much as tiktok allows me to of all the things that people have no idea that i did uh, and that was primarily started for the new generation that just thinks I'm just this weird old dude, you know? <laughs> so now they can start going to these, um, these, this TikTok and they can actually start to see a lot of the things that, you know, were just rumors that a lot of these other bands and other people talk about, you know? And, and it really, trust me, it really honestly does happen. Like there was a John five hundred, you, you, the guitar player from zombie a year ago, yeah. he another talk show. And the guy was like, Oh, I heard you work with Matt Zane. And the, and the guy that was giving the interview knew about me. He's like, Oh, so, what do you think of him now in this PC culture? And they're like laughing and the whole bit about it. And nobody in the audience knows what the hell they're talking about. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like I had to try to make something. So now, like when I talk to people, like, oh, just please just go look at the TikTok. Yeah, just, Google me, man. Just, just go look at the TikTok, you know, like, and then they do and they're like, oh, Jesus, man. Like, oh, well, thank you for doing that. So anyways, kudos to you about the, the porn question. And that was a much longer explanation. I'm sure you have questions about porno and dirty, disgusting things. So go for it. I don't, I don't I'll answer it. Well, hold on, Mike, if I, if I will, I have a question. Matt, do you have any like hobbies given what we know about you now? Do you have any hobbies that would surprise us? Yeah, what do you like, are you into gardening or some shit? No, yoga. Yoga? Yoga. Yeah. It's a pretty sick one. Yeah. Kind of makes sense with the porn stuff. Have, have you ever gone to that uh, that top golf? That's fun. <laughs> yeah. The fuck, Mike? Or axe throwing. Yeah, axe throw. I've never tried that, but well, it, it looks fun, like a good fun. time. Yeah. Hey, Matt, do you fish? No. Do you fish? Ah, uh, no. we so, spent so, the whole first 30 minutes of this show talking about fishing. That's no. a goddamn shame. So, so do we ask him the I, obligatory question? Absolutely. Uh, Matt, when when you go out on, on stage, when, when you're when you doing people. rock and roll show, uh, is your wallet in your pocket? Do you leave your wallet no. backstage? No? No. Yeah. E yeah. It, it's nothing. I can't put anything because... If you guys watch more of the shows, a couple of things. I used to have my nipples pierced. I used to have to tape those up. Oh. And I have to take everything out of my wallet, uh, out of my pockets, because every single show, I'd always end up in the crowd. Oh, there, there you go. And um, what, what did he just do? The fans would grab your clothes and your boots and you know anything they can out of your pockets or, or whatever. So, yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, you get pickpocketed if you're out Absolutely. There. As well as molested and sometimes stabbed. Oh, no. Stabbed? Yeah, I got stabbed once being out in the crowd. Like up? They stabbed? No. So what happened was, is again, Somebody because you guys have looked at a lot of the legacy TikTok, like we were really combative during certain parts of the, the career where we would bait the crowd to try to start riots and so on and so forth. Oh. And sometimes fights would break out on stage, off stage, whatever. And sometimes I'd go into the crowd to try to rile people up. Um, and one time we were in a place in the Midwest I don't remember exactly where I was, where I went in the crowd and this crowd didn't, a certain group of people in this crowd didn't take kindly to the way that I was getting people riled up. So they were pushing me around. And I'm not a big guy. I only weigh about 140, 150 pounds sometimes. And they were really pushing me around. And one dude had like a, it was like a box cutter, I think. Oh, and no. as I got pushed over into one part, like in the mosh pit, which was more of like, just a, like a way of like trying to like push me around. He came up into my stomach here and and got oh, me, Jesus. stabbed me in with a box cutter and then just kind of pulled it out. So is there one part yeah, of the so country that's more competitive than others? Or? 
Yeah, where'd that happen? Uh, I don't remember because it was during one of the runs where we were like literally doing a hundred shows in a row. Sure. It's just so hard to remember where everything happened. To be quite honest with you, unless like something really crazy happened, like when I got almost arrested by the cops for dropping my pants on stage and I had to get smuggled out in the trunk of a fan's car. <laughs> <laughs> so like I remember that. Actually, I don't remember where that was, but I remember where the suspension was. Donington with that eighty thousand people that was over in the UK at Donington. So I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where a lot of this other stuff, it all just kind of bleeds together. That's why I'm happy. I have some of it on video. Yeah. I feel like society one is definitely a band you need to see live. That's, that's what I've been gathering. We're a bit more mellow now. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we had to stop some of that stuff. I mean, uh, because you would be in jail now if, um, (laughs) we did even half the stuff that we used to do back in the day. Uh, it's just, it's not even, most people don't even think it's real until they see the videos. And even with all the blurring and the beeping and all the stuff that we have to do to get it online, um, people are still just, I I literally posted a clip yesterday on TikTok, and and you can go look at these numbers if you don't believe me, that I had to blur out and beep what was happening. It got 45,000 views because people just couldn't believe what they were looking at. And like, it was blurred. And they were just like, it was so bad. After I'm done with this, I got to do a response video about it because people were just like, is this legal? How is he not in jail? Do people actually pay to see this? So, yeah, it, it was a bit more wild back then. But, um, yeah, you know, it's still it's still good. Pepper, I think what we need to do is we need to do some research and, and have Matt back. Right. <laughs> well, I think I should come back at least once a month and he can tell you one story for the rest. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. No, yeah, this is yeah. That, that's what I was talking about when I was like, this is one of the guys I want to do cocaine with is I want to sit here and just let him go on stories. Pepper, for fucking Pepper you get some he cocaine. You go to society one band.com. You, you find some tour dates yeah. and you just uh, you, yeah, you yeah. call him up in advance and say, hey, I got some cocaine. Let's uh, let's party. Go fishing. The stories are never ending. And I was on another interview a couple of days ago and the guy was like, I just want to make a specific episode where it's just called Matt Zane story time. He goes, <laughs> because it's just it's like because I told him a couple of things that he asked about. And he was just like, dude, does it ever does it ever end? Like, I, I can't even believe that these are like real. And I go, yeah, it's tough. It's like because every time I think I'm done, I remember another one. Well, dude, that would be a perfect podcast. Yeah, you should you just, do a just, show. That's what yeah, it was Matt Zane story time. I, how about in Zane in the membrane? I don't like that, yeah. Jody. That's no. No. how about just Zane brain? That could be fun. I mean, you could do like for real though. Like if you did like a YouTube series or a TikTok series or like a podcast or something. He, he's doing with the sp- the stories that I fucking know you have. I think that would be fucking huge. And I don't think you'd run out of shit for at least a couple hundred episodes. Yeah, I think I probably have about a hundred episodes in me. I mean, I don't know who, who knows. I, I thought about it, but man, I'm just so busy. It's just it's just so tough. True. But right now, like I thought about it, and I think after I get through all the archives of. The legacy TikTok, then maybe I'll start breaking into the story time when I start running yeah. out of content. Yeah. But man, I'm not even through the first hundred tapes, and there's like five hundred tapes. So yeah, and I mean, yeah. dude, you still got stories to make, you know? Like well, you're not making- done doing this <laughs> shit. Y'all are still playing. <laughs> yeah, we're still playing, and I still work, you know, in the industry, and I work with you know notable names all the time. So it's like just the mere like interactions with them is like really really cool, and being able to talk about things that I'm allowed to talk about, at least with, with some of them. So people really have that aspect of the career that they find very interesting as well. And then some people find the porn stuff the most interesting, and that's the dirtiest and craziest. And I got to be careful when I tell those stories because I don't want to end up in jail. And then, you know, you've got the Society One band stories. Guys. Yeah, I can't wait. Like, in 30 years, I'm going to be very much looking forward to, like, whatever memoir or fucking podcast series you come out with. 
people always say like, when's, when is the, the, the book coming out? And I always tell them, you need a good ending to the book. Yeah. Like right now I have an amazing beginning. I have an amazing middle, but like there needs to be like a really great ending. The ending can't be. And then after all this, now he just plays to a hundred people. Yeah. Day. And then after all this, he got tired and chilled yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah I hate to break looking, it to you. I'm the looking for that, like for. that final thing. You know what I mean? And I don't know what that is yet, but I'm, as soon as that final thing happens, that's where I cut it. And I'm, I'm writing the book. Okay. God damn it, Matt. I hope it's a good ending and a not a bad ending. Anybody yeah, want to guess what it's going to be? I'm going to go with professional poker player. I think that's <laughs> there. He'll make a couple million dollars playing cards. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, I, I, I always just kind of just go wherever the road takes me and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens next. He's but, a free spirit. I'm joined, I'm, I'm joined the ride right now so far, so it's just kind of like, but I, I, it hasn't really slowed down for almost 25 years or a little over 25, so it's going all right. Guys, uh, Matt's band... Society One, they have a new album out called uh, Black Level Six. It's available now where you get your music. Uh, go to uh, societyoneband.com. Uh, he's go- going on tour with uh, Static X and Fear Factory. Uh, is that next year, I think? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. We're already on that tour. That's book that's been announced. It's uh, Fear Factory, Static X, and Dope. We're opening up the show for them. Uh, I think it goes out in February. And we're out for about a month with those guys. And then after that, we haven't booked anymore. But that's the beginning of next year. We waited to uh, really get that going again until all this COVID thing is 100% past us. Because uh, we got geared up to go on tour earlier this year, man. And it fell through because of the Omicron. And I'm just like, that's it. Like, I, I'm not made out of money and, and, and having to pay all the deposits and the plane tickets and all the things that we did uh, in order to get that thing ready to go. And then just have to relinquish all that money and sit on all the merch that we're sitting on right. that cost thousand dollars to make like no dude i'm not a millionaire and that i'll admit i admit that everywhere so like i had to be real careful so that tour offer came in we obviously took it and we're just waiting to, for that because we figure another 10 months when that happens it's like there's going to be no more issues right matt we appreciate your time man it was cool talking to you and uh good luck with the tour and, and the album and all that and hopefully we can do it again sometime man i really appreciate it and guys have me back anytime and just get your questions ready. I right. answer the story when you figure it out. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll prepare next time. Then, then you'll have a really a lot of trust me. You'll be like, oh, my God. So, yeah. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, right, thanks guys. Uh, I, I, see, I was joking about the prepare next time thing, Pepper. I don't think he got that I was joking, but I was joking. I mean, we prepared. You're a prepared guy. Yeah. The, the other guy didn't prepare. We were talking shit about him. I, we should have asked what the name of the show was that uh the unprepared prepare. show yeah, the unprepared show i knew about the porno stuff i read the facts jody yeah. uh, some yeah. fucking we, he, we came up with the question yeah guy guys lived a life right man i mean he's done some stuff he's been around the block a few times jody still recording yeah, we're recording. Yeah. What do you okay. mean? Are we still recording? Yeah, we haven't done anything any of the end stuff, Pepper. What are you talking okay, about? No, I was just okay. I just want to make sure. Joe. I was going to say something, but if we're still recording, I'm going to say it. But no, that guy's fucking incredible. That's um, <laughs> I love. What What, what um, were you going to say when we weren't recording? I love talking to guys like that. Like that's my type of dude to like corner in a bar for three hours right. and just grill with questions. <laughs> I yeah. fucking love Pepper's that creeper. He's an he's an asshole. He just backs him into a corner. He's like, "What was it like doing this? What was it like doing that? Oh, sick, dude! How long did you do that for?" <laughs> Jody, would you say you have what they call um, 
A pick of the week. Pick of the week? Yeah. Yes? Hold on. Let me get... I want to give this the official fucking the site and everything because I don't normally shout out independent podcasts. Yeah, they mostly suck. Why would you do that? Okay. So, I don't even know how I come across, <laughs> the, across this. It might have been something Mike shared somewhere that he was hating on and I just happened to, to stick with it. There's a show called The Mindfield. M-I-N-D-F-I-E-L-D. That doesn't sound yeah. like something that I shit on. So here's the thing. I didn't really get into the show. I listened to an episode of it. I didn't, you know, the production was okay, but uh, it wasn't for me. But they started a four-part miniseries on Conway Twitty that they released last week. And uh, I'm a Conway Twitty fan. I have been for many years. And it's funny because I think this person is too. But it's a very interesting, like, deep dive into Conway Twitty and how he kind of is the king of the Me Too movement because he was doing some pretty wild shit and singing about wild things back in the day. And, like, he's dead now, so you can't really cancel him. But, like, Jody, can you give me one Conway Twitty fact that would surprise me? You know, I picked his name? No. So his real name is, like, Harold Luganus or some shit. He's got a weird name. Disgusting. And apparently he took a map and he closed his eyes. And he put his finger on a place in a map. One of them was Conway, Arkansas, which is here, and Twitty, Texas. And that's how he got his name, Conway Twitty. Just named it after two, two cities places? In the south. Mm-hmm. He had a map, and he picked one place, like closed his eyes, and it was like like throwing darts at a fucking wall. And he picked one, and then he turned the map over and picked a place in Texas. And he uh, got I don't like Conway Twitty anymore. That's stupid. Man, he could have been, could have been <laughs> Branson, <laughs> Dallas. So, hello, darling. I'm a rapist. It's been a long time. I know you're 13, but your uncle's cool with me. (laughs) Drunk pick of the week, buddy? Sure, drunk's pick of the week. There's a lot going on. So, Thursday, Cinco Day, eat your tacos. Okay. And then we got my beloved blues. Winning their first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, they won the first game of the first round. Not there. By the time we show next week, we'll have gone to the second round. Okay. That's why it's my pick That's of the week. That's a bold Mike prediction. Why is that bold? Bold. It's a bold prediction. Mike, you, Mike be positive. Let him fucking have fun, okay. dude. Okay, I'm sorry. They're obviously going to lose, but let him. No, they're not going to lose, happen. but I mean, like, okay, he's, they're not. He's predicting like they're going to sweep. And I mean, like, they're the lowest. Five. Okay. Five. I mean, I don't know. Mike, chill, dude. Okay, okay. Let, let him live a fucking. Let him be happy for five <laughs> okay, fucking minutes. Okay, you okay. don't have to naysay everything. I watched game thing. one. They look great. They look, they yeah. look great. And the other team looks scared. They look scared? Scared. Is, are we talking about hockey, by the way? Yeah, we are. We're talking about hockey. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, on TV. Saturday, I will. I think I'm gonna go across the river and bet on some ponies that'll be running in Kentucky. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, the Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby Saturday. Oh, okay. Do they still run over at Fairmount? They do. Okay, I want to go over there sometime. And they they upgraded the whole facility. They got a sports book there now. Drunk, so can me and you have a social event? Can me and you go to Fairmount together? I never tell you no. You just never ask. Uh, I I want to go to Fairmount Park. I think it'd be fun. Sure. Uh, just to watch some horses run around. Yeah. And bet on them. You got to go. He said he's going. I, I, when are you going? Drunk, Saturday you after work. Fucking pony show with you. When do you get off? Like three. 
Oh, I, I work till like 6.30. Yeah, the, the race will be over by then. Yeah. Okay. No titties. <laughs> it almost went. <laughs> you can go by yourself. The race Mike. is at 5.57 Central Time. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go over there and, and, and watch some ponies run. That'd be fun. Yeah, that sounds like a good go time. It is a good time. Go to the and it's, like, it's not like the stadium. They actually got like $2 slice of pizza. Two dollar hot dogs. Oh, that sounds great. Soda and I beer are reasonable like prices, track, dude. I mean, I guess it technically is a dirt track. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, booze free there, like a casino? That's not free, but like you can get a pitcher of beer for like two fifty. Oh, oh my god, Jody! So it's like a bowling alley, but with horses there. Yeah, yeah you just put yeah. a straw in that pitcher and carry it around. Uh, <laughs> Sam's Club is selling a, a popcorn that has a uh, Reese's peanut butter and chocolate uh, drizzled over it. It comes in a big ass bag. It's really fucking good. Is that kind of like what they sell at Trader Joe's at the? I don't know. It's It's the popcorn with the drizzle on it. Hold on, say it again. Branded popcorn, uh, pepper. Is that your pick of the week? That's my pick of the week. Yeah, it's really good. I'm on like my fifth bag of it. I keep buying it because it's so fucking good. Like you can't eat too much of it. How often do you go to Sam's? Probably like once every couple weeks. Yeah, that that sounds like a day ruiner. But (laughs) no, yeah, like you can't eat a whole bunch of it, Pepper. It's too much, and then you'll need more hooks. But it is good. It's really good. But you just need a couple handfuls. And I I don't know. It's probably like is Popables a brand of popcorn? Yeah. Uh. Maybe it's Popables. I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, Jiffy Pepper- Pop. Jiffy Pop. No, no, no. It comes in a big bag. Jiffy Pop yeah, is like micro. Yeah, it's I assume. Yeah. No, Jiffy Pop is on the stove. There was Pepper. one, I think, that had icing on it that we got. It was pretty good. What's up, Mike? No, that's me. You got a pick of the week, buddy? Yeah. So, check it out. It says, one of the biggest dilemmas of my entire life this Sunday at 3 p.m. Okay? Okay. On one channel, Formula One is racing in Miami, okay? The first time Formula One has raced in Miami. It's going to be an incredible spectacle, okay? okay? Sure. Also, at three, on fucking Sunday, Darlington, the lady in black. It's the throwback race for NASCAR. They're going to be... Have an old ass looking cars on the track. It's one of the most technical tracks, one of the most brutal tracks on the schedule. It's a fun one. I don't know which one to watch. I'm probably going to try to watch both. Oh, so, yeah. Don't race. forget that it's Mother's Day on Sunday. So call your mommies. Shit. Oh, uh-huh. uh, well, my mom's dead. Uh-huh. I guess I got to call my wife or something. Yeah, I probably uh, got to call her. The, the, I'll call Jody's wife. The lady <laughs> in black. <laughs> Jody, do you remember late at night? Hold on. Time out, Mike, real quick. Um, If anybody, this will come out Thursday, Mike? Not tomorrow, bro. I don't know. Okay. If anybody wants me to send their mother a, like, voicemail or anything like that, or, like, a video message or anything, and I don't expect anybody to want to, but if they do want to... I will make it fucking good. I swear to God, I don't fail on shit like this. And I mean, that's just for free. Just a fiver. I would, I I would love mom. to I'm make serious. a mommy's day. A fiver. Yeah, you send send my mom a song. Yeah. Send send a uh, pepper a fiver. Pepper, do you remember? No, I don't want to get paid for it. Do you remember back in the day 
late at night when they had uh, billiards on ESPN, and they had that Asian lady who was really good at pool. Oh, the spider. Uh, the black the, spider. The black widow? Yeah, black You said widow. something about the lady in black, and that's what I thought about. I thought about that old Asian lady that played pool. She ain't actually that old, is she? I mean, she probably is now. I don't think so. Dude, she's probably like 50, probably. Uh, yeah. No, I don't when was know. the last time you watched pool? Not too long ago. I Actually, watched, last night. I watch it on Facebook sometimes. Last night I Yo, watched Pool. Yo, you because... ever fucking watch darts? All the time. <laughs> That's weird. You guys are fucking dorks. <laughs> no. Me and you ever watch darts? Hey. No. You want to sit around for two hours? You know what, Drunk? Why don't we start our own podcast? <laughs> I think so. We should. It'd be awesome. These fucking lame-ass motherfuckers never watch darts. Yo, you ever watch darts? Jeanette Lee, born 1971, <laughs> 50 years old. Okay. All right. And here you we go. Do you enjoy Do you enjoy your wife? Here they're speaking all because if you no. want to kill three and a half hours, let the guy throw fucking darts at a wall. Jody, get, uh, talk about darts uh, at Stone Cold, please. Hey, 180. 180. Yo, you ever watch darts? <laughs> See, the problem, problem with throwing darts is the more drunk you get, sometimes the better you think you are. What? Kill your wife. What? I'm Bill Dannon. Thank you for listening to this installment of WFOD. Please subscribe and leave positive reviews on your preferred podcast player. Share the episode on social media or with one of your in-real-life friends. For links to our ever-expanding universe, including our Discord, our Twitch, and YouTube channels, and our library of back episodes, visit us at WFODshow.com. Thanks to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio for the music used in this podcast. Thanks to our Patreon sponsors, Amanda, Valerie, Brian, and Liquid. Visit patreon.com slash WFODix to help support the show. Leave us a voicemail at 636-487-4263. Email us, Mike or Travis, at WFODix.com, or reach out on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Who are you? Fuck me, Zach Morris. How do you know about s'mores? How do you know about s'mores? You gotta get your heart checked, fella. Pap, are you crushing that macaroni and cheese, bro? You're gonna fart on the mic next? You should do that and follow it. I'll do that, dude. Not- I'm a serious podcaster. I hey, I do I do the marshmallow trick every podcast. Okay, the the and marshmallow I do the other trick. trick that Mike. You're the one that about. introduced the marshmallow trick, fucko. Oh, do you? Do yeah, the- you don't have your fucking marshmallows in, Mike. No. You mush mouth bitch, Mike. I let them sit out and they got hard. Have you given yeah, up on do. podcasting? You're not doing the tricks to make you better. No, I I, I thought that was just a bit. Um, no, no, that's what we all do, dude. You all do, do you that, marshmallow, bro. Yes. Did you learn it from me, or did you know about it before? Both. Oh. No. Okay. I guess it can't be both. I learned it from you, okay. but that's what we all do. Like me and Jody talk all the time about like what kind of marshmallows we use. Oh, yeah. what's the best kind? Because just gonna. I get the I big didn't... kind, like normal size, and I cut them into small, like little squares, and stuff them in the bottom. Like you're like a like a chew. Yeah, like a chow chow. 
<laughs> so you get the big ones and cut them in half? Are they cheaper? Why don't you yeah, just get like a handful you, I, of the I little guys? Store brand marshmallows. But I'm Jody, like that. Honestly, Jody, I would say you get the normal size ones, but they like they are jumbo. But I don't know if you're aware, they sell marshmallows that are like three inches by three inches, oh, yeah. like the massive ones. And those are the ones that I get, and I do the same thing. I cut them down into smaller pieces, and I, I do. I don't do mine in my cheek like you do. I do mine kind of more front lip, like a dip. Yeah, huh. like a snooze. I do yeah. mine in the back so that when I spit, it's like syrupy, and I suck it back up. I forgot to tell you about this. Uh, lately, I've been sprinkling a little bit of rum on it just to kind of give you a little bit of burn. It's nice. I'm sure to know it's over. <laughs>